Welcome to the podcast of Grace Crossing Church, where life and faith intersect. Thanks, you may be seated this morning. We want to welcome you to Grace Crossing Church for what is a big, big day for us. Some of you are already wondering, okay, can we do one song and then Pastor Gil come right after that? Is that even allowed? It is. And we had a lot we want to talk about this morning and a lot that we want to celebrate. But before we get to that, a couple of things that we want you to know about that we'd love you to be a part of. First of all, one prayer tomorrow night right here in our auditorium. We want to invite you to come and join us as we continue to trust Lord God ruthlessly with our hearts and with what God is doing in the future of Grace Crossing Church. We invite you to join us for an hour of prayer tomorrow evening, 6.30. And uh, during that time, there is not just child care provided, but also our kids learn about the world. They learn about how to have a heart for God beyond just their uh, current reality here. And what we want to do is expand the global uh, uh, vision that God has for our church, and we want that to also be in the hearts of all of our kids. So tomorrow night, join us. If you're new at a Grace Crossing Church, we have Discover GCC coming up next weekend. That's a one-hour luncheon for those that are newer to the church. Today's your last time to register for that, so please do that today at our website, or grab one of our connection cards. You can fill it out on there or stop at the Connection Center and let them know that you want to be a part of Discover GCC. Now, this is not just a big day for us here at Grace Crossing Church. This is actually an historic day for us. Never in the history of this church have we called us to such a level of ruthless trust. And I cannot begin to tell you how for the last six months I have been looking forward to this day. When we would gather together as a church, when we would lift up our hearts to God, and when we celebrate together all that God has done. So this morning, in addition to hearing some inspiring stories, in addition to some phenomenal worship, in addition to sharing the Lord's table together, And in addition to celebrating with eight people who are declaring their faith this morning through believer's baptism, this morning I'm going to announce to us the first results of our Imagine initiative. Now I want you to hear what I just said. What I'm going to announce in just a few moments are the first results. These are not the final results. The final results are going to be announced in December of 2020. Because here's the reality. Our leadership over a year ago began to pray into this journey. It was six months ago that we began to ramp this thing up. And we began to put a groundwork in place for where we were going to go. Then beginning in September, we called our entire church family together to nights where we would imagine, we called them imagine events as we gathered here on four different nights. Then the end of September, we began this imagine series together. But we are here at just the beginning stages. The initiative actually begins on December the 1st and goes over a period of two years. During that time, God is going to continue to inspire our hearts. During that time, our imagination And our reimagination of who God is and what God can do is going to continue to soar in our hearts. 
And over this next two years, more people are going to join us in the journey that God has given to us, the vision of our future and where he's leading us together. So in just a few moments, I'm going to announce our first results. There are still people here at Grace Crossing Church that have let us know that they're still praying about their Imagine initiative. We know that we have two major donors who are still praying about the possibility of making a gift to this initiative. And so this morning, there are still more to come, and we're believing God for it, but we set this date to be able to announce the first beginning results of our initiative. And so here's what's exciting about that. If you're still here in this auditorium this morning, and you consider Grace Crossing Church your church, and you've not yet made your Imagine commitment, then we want to encourage you to do that today. You can take one of the commitment cards that's in the seat pocket in front of you. If you are in the front row, you can at some point reach behind you and grab one of those cards. Um, There's also cards at our giving boxes. And you can also go out to our website at gracecrossingchurch.net and just hit the Imagine link. And there you can fill out your commitment right there online. And so we are so excited as we start this journey today. And we believe God for what he's going to do in our future together. But before we go there, and before you hear some inspiring stories, I want us together to revisit our Catalyst verses for this Imagine series. They're found in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and forever, and all God's people said, amen. Amen. I love that word superabundant. It doesn't mean we just have enough. It means we have more than enough. It means we have more than we could ever want, more than we could ever possibly need, more than we could hope for, more than we could dream of, more than we can imagine. And I said to us as we began this journey, and I want to repeat it this morning, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21, are not about expanding a place. They are about expanding our faith. They are not about building ministries, and staff team, and expanding there. They are about expanding mission, vision, impact, and influence. And so what God wants to do, and what God began to do in us a number of months back, has been so encouraging for me to watch the level of ruthless trust that has just elevated in the hearts of the people here at Grace Crossing Church. And there are three, what I would call, super- abundant stories that I want you to hear this morning. This has not just been about, and I said this from the start, this has not been about simply a financial initiative. It has been about our faith and about having 100% participation in the movement of God here at Grace Crossing Church. So there are three stories this morning that I want you to hear about, and we're going to celebrate together how God has been meeting individuals here at Grace Crossing Church in a super abundant way. 
The first one is Chris Suttle, who's coming. And I want him to share, many of you know, a number of months ago, we began to pray with Chris because he was diagnosed with cancer. This morning, I want you to hear the rest of the story. Thank you. Currently realizing I forgot to put on deodorant this morning. <clears throat> so anyway, um, sorry. Um, back in May, I had a lump removed from the side of my nose, and I went back for a checkup uh, on that, thinking no big deal, whatever, because um, I had had a couple other things like that removed before, and so I wasn't expecting much. And the doctor said, okay, uh, well, uh, you have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Basically just said it just like that, and I said, what? Um, so he said, well, we'll refer you to an oncologist, and we'll go from there, and that was kind of it. So I went straight from there, and I went to the bathroom across the hall from the doctor's office, and I just sat there. Um, kind of wanted to cry, but I was kind of too in shock to cry. So I said, all right, God, I don't know what you're doing here, but, um, you know, I'm going to be thankful for this opportunity you gave me, and I want you to uh, use this, hopefully in a good way, and hopefully in a good way I'm still here to enjoy that good way. So, um, so yeah, we were supposed to go on vacation the next day. We canceled that, and the next week and a half were kind of tortured because uh, we had to get PET scans and await those results because at that point I really had no idea um, the extent of what the cancer was, you know, no prognosis, anything. So um, got the PET scan results, and the doctor seemed pretty confident. So, you know, this is, as far as cancers go, this is fairly common and curable. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll knock this out, no problem. Um, so we'll go through a few rounds of chemo, six rounds of chemo, and uh, he said, we'll check back after that, and you hopefully should be good to go. Um, a guy as young and handsome as you are should be able to conquer this. So <laughs> pretty sure he said that. So um, we got through three rounds, and we did another PET scan, and uh, the results were not encouraging. Um, it was not shrinking uh, how they were hoping. I was like, well, okay, we'll do a couple more rounds, and we'll check back again. And we did that, and there was no change. So um, at that point, they referred me to the James in Columbus. And the doctor told me there, he said, well, just so you know, um, since you didn't respond to this chemo, you have about a 50% chance of making it past three years. So that was kind of the first time I kind of faced my mortality. Um, before that, I was, you know, I'm going to take this in a positive way and just try and stay positive on all this. And so immediately left that doctor's appointment, went to Arby's and put about $15 worth of Arby's in my face and fed my feelings. Um, so, and I never told Jamie that until later, because um, I just, it really kind of irritated me that he told me those statistics, and it ticked me off. So anyway, um, the next step was for me to get a biopsy uh, of one of the lymph nodes, which was right here, and they just wanted to make sure, because sometimes I guess this type of cancer can morph into other things, and they need to make sure in the next step of treatment, they were going to treat the right thing, and that treatment was going to include some really high-intensity chemo, followed by a stem cell transplant which is going to be a few weeks in the hospital, and each treatment was going to be three days in the hospital. So uh, I think a day before my uh, biopsy, I just got down on my knees, and I prayed, and I said, look, God, I don't know, this, this doesn't make any sense, and I don't really deserve this. There's other people that have it much worse, but I just pray that this comes back as non-cancerous. And so I had the biopsy, um, got the results back. The, call, the doctor called me and said, 
well, really confused because your lymph node came back as non-cancerous. And so, yeah. So that kind of freaked me out because uh, I never had a kind of specific prayer answered that specifically before. So I was like, okay, what do I do with this? So uh, now I just feel like there's this, uh, you know, I have a responsibility to uh, use this opportunity for God. And, um, you know, there's always a chance he could come back and, uh, you know, we'll take it from there. But, you know, we're, we're so thankful that this has happened. And um, so, yeah, I just get scans from now on and I get to skip because I thought the rest of this year I was going to be in the hospital feeling like crap and I don't have to do that now. I get to be up here and play some guitar and talk to y'all. So, um, yeah, pretty crazy. Can I stay under five minutes? Good. That's it. <laughs> Isn't it cool to see him here this morning and sharing that now? Here's what it means to be part of family. Being part of family means that we rejoice with those who rejoice and we weep with those who weep. Being part of God's family means that there are times that that's not the way the story ends. And we weep. We hurt. Our hearts break. But we also want to rejoice that when God does show up in, in just a way that is just unbelievable, that we want to be able to say, you know what, God, we don't know why. We don't know why it happened here but didn't happen there. But what we do know is you deserve praise. And we want to be able to celebrate with those who had those experiences. So we give thanks to God for that. The next story is coming by Tim and Linda Buttry. Excited to be able to have them share this morning how God has met them in a super abundant way. Tell us your story. Well, it started the first Monday in January this year. That first Monday was one prayer, like we're going to have tomorrow night. The focus on that first Monday of January was one word. The emphasis was, what is it that God say to you? In one word, what is God saying? Well, because of work, I was only here for the last 20 minutes. So I was kind of thinking, oh, well, there's no way I'm going to be getting anything from God at this point. Everybody else has had time to think and pray and talk. And so I'm just going to enjoy the last 20 minutes. But I remember saying, Lord, if there's a word you want to give me, I'm listening. We got into a circle and closed in prayer. And the second that that little time together started, the word increase dropped into my heart. Like, like just, it wasn't a thought process. It was just boom. And it was like, increase. Okay, well, Lord, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. And that was the beginning of this super abundant experience for us because God had something planned for us that we didn't know about in January and really didn't know how increase was going to come. So fast forward to the 1st of June, and Pastor Gill called and asked if he could meet with us, and we met, and he shared that Grace Crossing is kind of at its max with its facilities. And those of you that don't know, um, our ministry, God's ministry that he's led us to, to um, partake in is a base. It's a marriage ministry, relationship ministry, and it's called True Relationships. And we have been using the office that's at the very end at the front here by the door, and then these two rooms right here. And we've been blessed, and we've been able to use those rooms since the beginning. 
the church has been gracious to let our ministry work out of these offices. And as you, you can maybe imagine, people that are in these offices with counselors, when they come out, sometimes, sometimes they're happy, sometimes not so much yet, because it's a process. <laughs> and so for them to walk out into an auditorium where possibly there would be something going on, um, possibly somebody might just be working in the back. It wasn't like super ideal for them, but we were so thankful to have this space. Well, Pastor Gill shared at this meeting that it was time that Grace Crossing needed the rooms, and we would, he said, take till the end of the year, but if you could find something that would work for your offices, that would be helpful to the church. My first reaction, and I remember sitting, we were on our deck, my very first reaction was, excitement, and that's probably not like a lot of people, especially women, but I get excited with change, and we've seen God, we could stand up here for two hours and tell you different stories of how God's worked in our lives and provided. Um, so we immediately got to looking at numbers, kind of came up with, well, the biggest stretch we can do would be maybe 1,000 to 1,200 square feet. So we started going on LoopNet, looking for office space, you put in your parameters, and we went and looked at a ton of places, all the way from Fairborn, Beaver Creek, Springboro, Springboro anywhere. We were just looking at everything that came up within those parameters. Met with our board, showed, talked to them about three, the three top ones, one being far out for us, like it would have been a real stretch. It was 1,500 square feet, but boy, was I, I was really hoping for that one. It was, um, just gave us one extra office and also an extra space, oh, maybe about that, that size of the platform, that we could do some little group meetings and things like that. So we met with the guy, made arrangements. The board said, no, you need to expand. You need to go for the bigger. So we were going to go for the 1,500 square feet, and I was so excited. The night before, we were going to go and meet with the realtor and sign. I just felt that I, I just wanted to take one last look on the LoopNet and look what, what else was out there. And lo and behold, if one that we had looked at previously that was out of the ballpark for us, financially and otherwise, came back up on my search. And the price had been lowered. And so we went and looked at it, and lo and behold, this place, she told you 1,500 square feet for the one that we were going to go for, this one was 2,700 square feet, and I had been praying that somehow we'd be able to get two years of our, of, of our lease paid for. So we approached our major donors, asked them if they would be willing to just help us to take this next big step. They took care of the first year within like 48 hours. It was crazy. The first year of lease they covered like instantly, but the second year was still there. Lo and behold, if the owner of this place didn't say in this uh, advertisement, if you do a five-year lease, this is unheard of, he was going to do one year free. So we got two years covered now out of five, and it's twice as big, 2,700 square feet, and it ended up being $300 a month less than the place we were going to sign on for the day before. <laughs> so... We can't be happier about what God has done. And, and literally, every time we go in there, and there are other people that have been there, Gil being one of them. And there, I remember the first time Gil walked into our new office, he's like, whoa, how in the world did God do this? 
It is amazing, and it was super abundance from God. And I didn't even know super abundance was going to be a part of what we're talking about. So the the word increase was uh, pretty right on. So yeah. thank God for yeah. that. Praise God. Amen. That's so good. So what we saw as a separation organizationally, not relationally, all right, not not ministry, not not in heart, spirit, and attitude, God had a different plan, a bigger plan than what we could ever have imagined. The next superabundant story is Pastor Josh. I want him to come and tell you the story of what God's been doing in his house, in his house, literally. <laughs> well, actually, at that very one prayer, Tim, that you mentioned. I was there the whole time. I guess maybe I'm just more spiritual than you. I don't know. But I was there. I'm just kidding. And the word that came to me for the year was listen. Um, and it was crazy because I've always kind of felt like I heard God in my life. But then it was ridiculous how much more he wanted me to hear. And, of course, this was before that we made the final decision that God was calling us to plant the church. That happened in January. Malachi, my son, went to the hospital in March. He was in there for a week with a very serious condition. And I heard God speak to me and say, this sickness won't end in death. And I'm going to give you more than you can imagine. And within a week, we had four times more in the bank. I'm not kidding. Than we had when we began when Malachi was in the hospital. Just randomly. And all the people that gave, we are so thankful for you in obedience to God. And Malachi got out, fully recovered. Then we went to Virginia, where we're going to be going and planting this church, and God set up a path to meet with leaders, opened up doors we couldn't have opened ourselves, and brought a deep conviction, the deepest conviction I've ever felt in my life, that he's calling us there. And we made an announcement to the church in June. Mind you, we didn't and still don't have a job lined up. Maybe you think I'm nuts. Maybe I am. We didn't know where everything was going to come from, but we knew what God was asking us to do. And he told me to focus on the process, on where I was at in the process he had me going into. And so, of course, we had to sell our house. And I am not a handyman kind of guy. You know, my wife is saying an amen silently over there. But I'm not the handiest of men, okay? Um, but I knew I had to sell this house. And so we started going in a search to say, what are we going to do to sell this house? Um, we didn't know what was going to happen. The market was way up, so we're like, oh, we got to sell. But then it just didn't. It just didn't work, and we're meeting with uh, one of our real estate agents. Uh, a lady came to meet with us, and she was awesome. She was, you know, uh, just great, really friendly and everything. And we're like, oh, man, we, I was like, I want to go with her. And Ashley was like, no, well, there's just one other lady I want to meet with. And so she comes in, um, and she's another real estate agent in the Fairborn area. And then she goes, okay, I want to buy your house. And we're like, what? I'm like, yeah, I want to buy it. Give it to my son. We're like, uh, Okay. And then she called a week back later, like, no, we're not going to do it. We're like, oh. She's like, but I have someone who does. And she brought a, uh, a, a woman, um, single mom, two kids. She's like, she wants to buy her house. And so we said, okay. So she came in. Long story short, she came in, and she offered us more than we were even asking for the house to only bring $3,000 to closing 
and zero repairs on the house, which required probably like $6,000 in repairs at least. All right? So that happened. And as we're feeling like, okay, we're going to sell this house, we started sensing that God was asking us to do something kind of crazy by human logic. We started to sense that God was asking us to give of the proceeds of our house, to give it away. And we're like, ah, you know, we're kind of like freaking out. And um, I remember the con- Ashley and I had many conversations about it, one in which we were both crying and yelling at each other. But that's a completely different story that we won't get into right now. But we came to the firm conviction that, yes, God was asking us to set aside moving expenses and then to give away the rest of the proceeds that we were going to get from our house. And when we came to that decision, we were still in the middle of selling this house. We didn't know what was going to happen. But we came to the conviction that that's what God was asking us to do. It didn't make sense, except we just knew that God was asking us to do it. And so we came to the decision together, prayed about it. Guys, don't make that decision without your wife, please. That would be a bad idea. And once that happened, we heard back from the real estate agent, hey, she didn't get uh, qualified for a conventional loan. We got to go FHA. So you got to get an appraisal. And they're going to flag all this stuff. So we're looking at like $7,000 in repairs. They're talking about it, quoting it on us. We're like, oh, man, all right. And then the appraisal, Ashley and I went and got mulch. We're like, hey, at least we can put some mulch down, you know. (laughs) And um, (laughs) make it look okay. And so um, the appraisal came back, and um, we got a text from a real estate agent saying, hey, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. The FHA appraisal came back, approved for the purchase price with zero repairs required. She's like, I've never seen this before in all the time I've been a real estate agent. And we're like, wow. And we closed on the house on Friday, last Friday. Signed it, and now it's hers. Yes. And God was faithful in all that. Amen. Thanks, Josh. The wonderful story. And so... It's amazing what God has been doing. So I want us now to put our hands together, and this time, let's give God thanks for what he's doing in the lives of people here at Grace Crossing Church. Now, you heard those stories, but the reality is God's writing a story, and he's going to use you in the story. I mean, these are not just the only stories of superabundance. God's going to continue to do things over these next two years, and we want to hear your stories. So as God shows up in your life in remarkable ways, in super abundant ways, please let us know because we want to celebrate all that God is doing here at Grace Crossing Church. He's writing a beautiful story and all of us get to be a part of that. Now, are you ready for the Imagine, our first results of our Imagine initiative? Are you ready? Okay, I can't hear anybody. Are you ready for the, okay. Before I make the announcement, Let me just remind you again, this is the first results. This is the beginning. We are not at the finish line today. We're at the starting, we're in the starting blocks. And we now get to lean in and we now get together to ruthlessly trust God for what God's going to do in us and through us over these next two years. So we, on December the 1st, really begin running this race. 
then it's going to be really exciting to see all that God does. So, as of today, here is the total that we have committed to our Imagine initiative. $2.6 million over the next two years. And we give God thanks for that. That's, listen, that's remarkable. And I want you, I want to give you some perspective to what I've just shared with you. Okay, because this is really important. That means that we are at about 81% of our stated goal, okay? Financial goal. Now, again, the biggest goal that we had, the primary goal, 100% participation. This is just the secondary goal, but it's a very important one. And we're at 81%, and that is absolutely remarkable, and it makes me so incredibly proud of this church and the way that this body has stepped up. So let me, let me put this further in perspective. That means that there is an increase in giving from people here at Grace Crossing Church of about 70% over the next two years. I don't think you heard me. 70% increase in generosity over the next two years. That's unbelievable. And we have received to date over 100 commitments already to the Imagine. So that means over 100 family units have come together and have said, we are believing, we are trusting God for what God wants to do above and beyond, immeasurably more than we could ever uh, hope or imagine. So honestly, as I stand before you this morning, I am humbled and I am thankful. And I want to thank you this morning. I want to thank you for your radical generosity to the vision of God. I want to thank you for your relentless sacrifice to say we're willing to do something that is really out of bounds, but we're going to trust God in this over the next two years. And I want to thank you for your ruthless trust in what God wants to do. It's going to be so exciting to see all that the Lord has in store for us in the future. Now this morning, we're going to move into a time of worship. I'm going to have our band come. And I shared a story, before we do that, I shared a story a number of weeks ago on a Sunday night when we gathered our leadership and we gathered some of the most deeply invested people here at Grace Crossing Church to gather for an advanced commitment celebration and service. And that night, I shared a story out of First Chronicles chapter 29. It's the story of David who actually is doing his final act before his death. He wanted to leave a legacy a lasting legacy, something that was going to outlive him. And he decides to do something that is ridiculous in generosity and ridiculous in trust. He calls the leadership together, but then he calls all of the congregation together and invites them in to doing something ridiculous, to building a place, a temple, where God's people could assemble together. You see, they had been worshiping in a portable mobile place for years. And he said, we're going to build a place to God's glory. And the people respond. And there were three marks of their response that I pray will mark the response of Grace Crossing Church over these next two years. First of all, they responded generously. They responded generously. Look at 1 Chronicles chapter 29, the first part of verse 14. Who am I? 
who are my people, that we should be able to give as generously as this. Isn't it remarkable what we just talked about here? And here's the response. The second part of that, everything comes from you. All we're doing is giving back what we've been given from your generous hand. That's why we are having the results we're having, because we get this. Everything we have belongs to God. We are simply responding to what God has done in his generosity to us. So they responded with generosity. They also responded freely and wholeheartedly. Look at verse number nine. The people rejoiced at the willing response of their leaders, for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. David the king also rejoiced. And finally, they responded worshipfully. Look at verses 12 and 13. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now our God, now our God, we give you thanks and we praise your glorious name. That's what we're going to do. Would you stand with me this morning? To God be the glory, great things he has done in the past here at Grace Crossing Church. To God be the glory, great things he is doing today here at Grace Crossing Church. To God be the glory, great things he is going to do here at Grace Crossing Church. It is going to be immeasurably more than all that we could ask, think, or imagine. And so this morning, we're going to celebrate together all that God has done. And we're going to start it with an offering of praise to God. I want us to put our hands together and give God a clap offering as we celebrate all God is doing. Thanks for listening. To learn more about Grace Crossing Church, including service times and directions, check us out on the web at www.gracecrossingchurch.net. We hope to see you at one of our upcoming weekend worship gatherings. Have a great day.